like I've seen that roof gap and as soon as I've seen it first time I just wanted to try it I just wanted to do it because this is something the jump that I would like to like see myself doing it and that and then I would like to see if I'm able to do it or not this is not something that um you sh you do or you don't there is not any between them hi and welcome to the empowerment and courage podcast we are your hosts, Ellie and Coco, two former college athletes on a mission to empower you to believe in yourself and encourage you to go after your dreams. Every week, we speak with professional athletes about their journeys, about everything from hardships and motivation to the true meaning of success so that they can inspire you with their unique stories. We are so excited to say that we are finally on Patreon. So if you like our podcast and want to help us make more and better episodes, you can become a Patreon today and get access to exclusive behind-the-scenes content and other community perks. You can check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash empowermentcourage and you can also find the direct link in the episode description. Thank you so much for your support. In today's episode, Ellie speaks with Hazal Nehir. She's a professional parkour athlete and became the first Turkish athlete to reach the Red Bull Art of Motion finals in 2019. Hazal is also the first female parkour athlete to join the Red Bull family. She speaks about how she was first introduced to parkour in 2014 and how her love for parkour has taken her to new countries and to the movie set of the action thriller Six Underground. Hazal also shares her thoughts on the mental part of parkour and how to deal with and overcome the fear of doing certain jumps and moves. With parkour still being a relatively new sport, Hazal talks about the future growth she hopes to see as more people start understanding parkour and recognizing it for the sport that it is. So, hi Hazal and welcome to our podcast. Hello, thanks. Thanks for having me. <laughs> yeah, of course. Thank you. It's really great to have you here and a pleasure to, to speak with you. So first of all, how are you doing? How's everything for you right now? Everything is going well. I'm doing um, really good. Um, I have been in the UK right now. I'm just training. I'm seeing my friends. Yeah, everything going well. What about you? Okay. <laughs> yeah, everything is good here too. Thanks. I mean, um, I'm in Barcelona, so obviously it's not oh, the okay. same as UK in terms of restrictions. Because I know right now you have a lockdown, right? So are you able yeah. to still get out and train and do everything? Well, actually, we are in the lockdown right now. But um, so if apart from essential works, is like you're not really able to go outside, and like you can't really travel far from your house. Mm -hmm. um, so it's getting a little bit hard actually for us to train outside which is like all the gyms and like all the parkour um yeah parks and other um opportunities just shut and like this is the only thing that we can do outside and also the weather is not really going well <laughs> during winter again so it's getting a little bit hard but this is how it is so yeah yeah, yeah of course i can imagine because i saw something yeah, on your social media as well does everyone like understand that you know you're allowed to go out and do like parkour um during this lockdown period of time or how does it work like you're able to actually do um, you know your training actually yeah actually you're able to do exercise 
um, mm -hmm. your daily exercise. But um, yeah, of course, like when you traveling far from your place, it's sometimes getting a bit hard, and especially like for parkour, like we always do parkour with friends, like so it's it's always hard to train alone or on like one more um, person with you. So um, yeah, it's sometimes getting hard, like especially last weeks like we while we have been training outside like just a lot of police just kept asking us like what we're doing why you guys are like what we guys are doing and stuff but like this is kind of all right for us because this is our job but like because we are doing it as a professional but like for other people that who is not doing park as a professional it's getting really tough for mm -hmm. them um yeah so it works for you yeah yeah that's good at least that you're able to do it because it's difficult obviously with the lockdown and everything so so just to get started a bit i thought that i would ask you some rather like fast questions um yeah. and i don't want you to think too much about the answer kind of just you know uh tell me the first thing that pops up into your head <laughs> okay okay, okay. Cool. yeah sure perfect so the first one is obviously you know with parkour you've traveled a lot already um around the world so what's one place that you haven't been to yet but where you'd like to go next um mexico mexico, mexico. Okay. i would like to go to mexico <laughs> yeah the culture is just yeah i know been there and the culture looks really interesting yeah i agree i haven't been either mm -hmm. but that that looks cool definitely mm -hmm. <laughs> and um what's one one thing that you are really good at but that people might not know about you um i think sense of direction mm -hmm. is like for me i think like not a lot of people know about me but like if I've been somewhere before um after a couple years later I can still remember it kind of and which is I think which is cool sometimes it's like I don't really get lost that's a good thing for sure yeah <laughs> yeah that's awesome it's a bit random <laughs> yeah, yeah but that makes sense I think a lot of people would like to have that as well <laughs> for sure that's cool thanks and the next one who is the most famous person that you've ever met Oh, um, Michael Bay, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, from the movie, right? Underground Yeah, Sex. from the movie, yeah. That's cool, and you met him, like, rather up close as well. I'm gonna ask you more about that later. Yeah, okay, cool. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> cool, this That's is a good cool. story. Yeah, absolutely. So another one, what is your favorite meal? Um, breakfast, for sure. Breakfast, I love breakfast, yeah. Okay, any specific breakfast that you typically... Um, not really, but like generally like toast, cheese, eggs. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Not like mm -hmm. the full English breakfast. Now we're in the no, UK. No. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so if you could only watch three movies for the rest of your life, which ones would you pick? Oh, three movies. I think I'm not really into movies that much. But okay. I can say that um, when I was a kid, I was uh, doing breakdancing. And I think when I was like 10 years old, there was a movie called um, Step Up 2, which is like a dancing movie, basically. I love that and I'm still loving it. And apart from it, I think, um, I don't know which movie, but like I can come up with a documentary, if it's all right. Yeah, of it's course. Like, um, there was a, a documentary about climbing uh, called Free Solo, uh, which was really good. And also um, the other one is Roof Culture Asia is a parkour documentary from Storo. I think, yeah, I can say two of them was just really good and like I can watch it anytime. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, that's really mm -hmm. cool. For sure. Documentaries yeah. are awesome. So that, that goes along with movies. 
for sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Who would you say is your biggest inspiration? My biggest inspiration? Oh, that's a hard question. That's like, there are a lot of people probably against five. Well, I can say my mom, probably my biggest inspiration, yeah. Okay, that's nice, mm-hmm. yeah. And is there a special place where you dream about going to do parkour? Like, I don't know, like a specific monument or like building, you know, something like that? Um, basically, probably if you would ask this question to me last year, I would answer better. But like, because of Corona, I just completely um, closed all my travel okay. plans and stuff. <laughs> so I can't really remember. But I can probably say that uh, maybe Asia is like Japan or like um, Korea is really good. Uh, for parkour like rooftops and stuff probably at asia i can say asia or like yeah mm-hmm. okay it's like high building and stuff yeah okay cool cool and what's the last song that you listen to there's the last song i listen oh um nada lido what is it called lido uh, pimienta is it called um she's from um like uh, colombian i guess she's from yeah she's from colombian actually um singer and half Canadian it's like and she's doing really like traditional music it's like in Spanish so it's really cool yeah okay okay Mm -hmm. I don't think I've heard it (laughs) yeah you should you should check it out it's pretty cool okay cool cool and the last one is what is one account that you follow on maybe like YouTube Instagram it could be you know like another athlete musician artist that you know you like that you're inspired by and that you think that we should check out as well Mm, I think I go for again story on youtube you guys should check mm-hmm. and um on instagram I, I think it's not like an uh, athlete or musician but i'm gonna go for like more like natural stuff like really cool photos and videos from earth um focus okay. which is really cool instagram account that maybe yeah it's cool to check awesome awesome thank you so much that's great and if we go back to kind of like the beginning of your, you know, journey within parkour, when did you first start parkour and why did you start? Um, actually, if I, basically, I have been doing parkour for six years. So I started parkour in 2014. But the story is actually starting with, the, I don't know, when I was at high school, when I was at 17, probably. It's like my best friend, uh, show me a movie which is called District Area and in that movie uh, people were doing parkour and is this the time that first time a parkour be introduced uh, to me and like it was quite interesting because with that movie basically like people were jumping on roof and like doing crazy stuff and like I was like oh my god that's cool <laughs> but of course I didn't know like people were training outside as like there's like how other sports being trained okay. trained mm-hmm. but and then like um, I never really thought about doing parkour when I f- watched the movie because it, I thought like it, I said like it was really I don't know looking really tough to be honest <laughs> and then uh, this is my first time I know I know about parkour and then later when I was going to uni um, I told you I used to do breakdancing and then uh, I was going to training breakdancing again and then when I get the gym, I've seen a couple of people doing parkour. And I was like, oh, wait, I know this. <laughs> I've seen this before. And then like, just straight away, I wanted to try. And I just had so much fun. And then that, the day later, um, guys invited me um, 
to go outside to do parkour because we were in the gym first day. And I was like, okay, let's do it. It's gonna, it sounds good. And then um, I joined them and then we had so much fun. And I was like, oh my God, that's crazy. Like I still remember, it was six years ago. And I still remember the first feeling that after I done parkour is like, I look at my hands and they were full of dirt and I smelled them and they reminded me of my childhood like I used to go outside when I was a kid and playing with my friends and like I was getting seriously so dirty and like smelly and stuff yeah <laughs> it sounds a bit like disgusting but no, from playing. yeah it's like yeah <laughs> yeah from playing and then like that dust the smell, smell of dust was like and it reminded me of this and I was oh my god it's been a while that I haven't just um seen seen this like my hands like that or like same for the smell and yeah after that I had been doing it every day almost that's awesome definitely so was it kind of you know that smell and the realization of you know your childhood the memories that you fell in love with um with parkour yeah yeah definitely I think like it's reminded me of my childhood not only my hands but like all the movement because like basically like when you look at kids they are all doing parkour basically they are like jumping on walls they are rolling around it's like they're just playing have fun and basically this is what we're doing but a little bit professional basically that's it we just yeah we just still playing outside okay okay yeah that makes sense for mm -hmm. sure but did you know like from the beginning that you wanted to do this professionally or when did you kind of realize that you wanted to be a professional parkour athlete um actually i didn't want to be a professional it like I never really th thought about it um, I can say it came to me it found me I didn't find it because I think the more I practice the more I get better and then the more I get opportunities and it was kind of like a like a way that I get into it without realizing okay okay yeah mm. that makes sense and I was gonna say as well because parkour is still kind of a rather new sport and a lot of people mm -hmm. I think maybe don't really understand it so how would you kind of describe what you know parkour is about yeah I think most of the people seen parkour in their movies probably have I seen it first like yeah. jumping on roofs and stuff or climbing walls but um I think I can describe parkour is like um like basically we just going outside and having fun and um, jumping on walls with my friends but this is just the one one part of why parkour is is a thing like why parkour is a sport but also the other side is I think parkour is giving me that opportunity that um, find out my ability my limit and just like I just want to discover my physical and mental level and like how much I can go further with this probably okay. I can describe like that yeah okay no absolutely I think that's cool to see as well how you see it you know because like you said a lot of people mm -hmm. probably see parkour yeah jumping like on roofs like in movies and stuff but maybe yeah. it's difficult if you watch that to understand what it's about for someone like you who actually does yeah. that like professionally 
so yeah so true it's like there are a lot of things to talk about it we'll probably talk more about Farco like so yeah I don't want to say everything right now <laughs> okay <laughs> that's all good and I read as well when I was doing some research that there are some people in the parkour community that don't really think there should be like competition within parkour. Mm -hmm. um, how do you look at that? Because I know you did like a bit of competition, went to events and mm -hmm. stuff like that. So how do you kind of view that whole competition, no competition side in, in parkour? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, there are some people that thinks um, that um, I think parkour shouldn't be any competitions because I think it's come from that parkour doesn't have any rules when you're doing it i think there are some fundamentals but like you can't really describe it as a rule so i think with the competition it's getting that's why it's getting a little bit hard because when you put something into competition it means that you need to find rules as well um but like there are there are some different type of uh, competitions in parkour i think i can say like speed competition which is you competing like I don't know in SP like you're trying to just be faster which is I think I can say that like there's basically one rule that just to just to be quick um and then like there's a time so I think it's kind of like all right but with the other other competitions that other one is ski competition and that the third one is the freestyle competition I think against with the ski competition you have some challenges that you would you need to be achieved but um, in the other hand, um, I think with the freestyle competition, there are not really exact rules. Is that making it really hard to fit into competition? And I think this is the problem is coming from it. I think I can't really say that like um, when you when you yeah when you won a competition, you are not becoming the best parkour athlete because parkour is, has so many varieties. Mm -hmm. and um it's like there are a lot of different moves a lot of different style and like it's just it's just competing and winning the competition one part is just it's just really like small part of parkour so i think um i can say that competitions are good it's like you're still pushing yourself you're doing different than your training i think i still support them but i think people shouldn't train for competitions because parkour has so many different uh, elements in it so you people need to figure out a different part of parkour as well apart from only competitions okay so it's kind of more than just a competition basically yeah it's, it's so much so many so many different stuff going on in parkour <laughs> yeah <laughs> of course yeah. and it makes sense to kind of what you said because obviously freestyle i guess it's more subjective what someone thinks about what you're doing whereas yeah. like the 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 one where you're you know um competing against the clock like you're trying to finish it faster you actually have yeah. like a time of who does it faster or not yeah. so i guess that's the mm -hmm. difference between it as well mm -hmm. i think it's like as, as you say that like a freestyle is like i think more subjective is that depends depends completely the judge how they look at you but i think that's why like i think you can't really fit any art into competition because the art doesn't have any rules so which is i think like i think i can describe also like parkour as an art because like people doing it like basically like describing themselves so i think that's why I, we shouldn't be fit uh, in a competition 
Okay, okay, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. um, and I know as well that you have competed a bit, um, you know, mm -hmm. within parkour. Yeah. And I wanted to speak about some specific like uh, moments throughout your career. So in 2019, you won the women's uh, speedrun category at the Lion Gathering in Singapore. Um, so yeah. after, you know, what we spoke about now with competition, what did it mean to you to go to uh, this competition and actually win? Um, actually, like, I don't really say about the competitions, like, yeah, I won that competition, but like, I don't really count at it as one of my accomplishments because like, I don't know, I think if, if going out training um, and if I achieve something, if I do a jump that makes me scared, I think I can count it more as a accomplishment because I think, as I say, like the, as I know, competitions and like winning the competition is not something that I train for. I train, I train for myself, for my like uh, mental and physical limit to make it a bit further. And like, that's why I think winning that competition is fun. Of course, I, I was <laughs> happy, but it was not something that I can say that, oh, it's one of my biggest accomplishments. I hope okay. you understand. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, for sure. Because that's not like the end goal. When you're training, like you said, you're pushing yourself, but it's not like yeah. training to compare for or to prepare for the competition is not really the goal. Yeah, so true. Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay. That's it. But how, like, in what ways is it different than, like, when you go to a competition and when you, like, you know, do parkour outside of a competition? Like, what's mm -hmm. the difference in, in what you do and yeah. maybe your uh, mentality, everything like that? Mm -hmm. um, I think, as I said, like, competitions, there are some different styles. Like, basically, there are three competitions. And, like, for, for that competition, basically, you need your style fit into competition um but for me i think like when i'm going out training um it's more like i am focusing on more myself not to win the competition i think i'm more focusing on my uh, my vision and my goals more mm. than just winning one competition i think like going out training is more giving me uh more um accomplishments or like more confidence for the future and but like uh, competing in competition is more like uh, you need to be more work like you need to be more like be smart and make your line to win the competition kind of okay. I, I can give this example um yeah but like also like other competition for speed and ski competitions are um I can say they are fun, but it's completely different than how you train outside. Okay. Yeah, you don't you don't really train outside like as fast as like you 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 can be as like you don't really compete with the time when you when you go out training like you just don't suddenly start sprinting and like okay. just <laughs> just running over the walls like this is completely different. Yeah. Okay. Different objectives basically. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I wanted to say as well, like in 2019, um, you were also the first Turkish athlete to take part in the Red Bull Art of Motions finals. And yeah. I wanted to talk about like, I saw this picture of you online, which is you like jumping from one rooftop to another, which is first of all, yeah. super cool. Uh, and then I Thanks. saw like, yeah, I mean, for me, it's yeah, unbelievable because I couldn't like picture myself doing that. But yeah, it's, it's like a super cool picture. And something that I noticed as well was like all of these people in the background, like you know being on other rooftops sitting on like the walls like watching you so what is it like as well because i imagine like it's very different having so many people in competition like 
watching you compared to maybe when you train you don't really have like an audience like that so what is that difference as well i think for me like um competing or doing parkour um, in front of a lot of people doesn't really make it much difference different um but i think with what what you say about that um that roof gap that uh that i the photo that i have um i think it was a quite like small story i would like to say i would like to explain this um with that with that competition basically like rebel art of motion is one of the biggest um parkour competition in the world that like rebel was i don't know doing it like hosting it for for so many years um and then uh, yeah, I was the first Turkish uh, person that uh, get into the finals, which is, I think I'm really proud of this because you can't really see a lot of Turkish athletes, like, I don't know, going really big competitions and stuff, unfortunately. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I feel really proud of, proud of it for it. And um, yeah, competing, competing there was completely a different um, experience because... Um, yeah, at first of all, there were so many people. There were a lot of people was watching me. It's like, and all the cameras and stuff. There was like quite like, I don't know, like biggest competition in the world. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. um, but like for me, it's like um, with that competition, I was more like, I like I seen that roof gap that you mentioned it. And as soon as I've seen it first time, I just wanted to try it. I just wanted to do it because this is something the jump that I would like to like see myself doing it. And that, and then I would like to see if I'm able to do it or not. This is not something that um, you, sh- you do or you don't. There is not any between them. Like you can't really go for it and then you can't just give up because it might risk your... Um, quite like big injuries or maybe worse because it was quite like maybe high at high so um with that jump basically like I couldn't try it during the warm-up during the um preparation before the competition uh during the training because it was raining and unfortunately the floor was wet and it it was basically going to my second roof gap ever in my life so I didn't have that much confidence and it was quite scary for me so I couldn't try it during the training and um, so I was just thinking about that roof gap like I don't know a couple days like uh, because I couldn't try it I don't know if I'm able to do it or not and during during the competition day I was like okay today is the competition day I need to do that roof gap and it's it gave me a really big um i don't know, i got really so stressed i was like seriously i have i had no idea what's going on around me because i was only thinking about that roof gap because i was just wanted to do it and it was also quite stressful and it started raining as well and i'm like oh my god okay. that's like <laughs> nightmare it's like i want yeah. i want to do that roof gap but it's raining and yeah people just looking at me I need to do this I need to execute it really well otherwise I might get injured or I don't want to say but it might be worse as well yeah and so um yeah the competition started and after I've done the roof gap I landed I still remember the feeling I landed and I was oh my god that feeling was incredible that feeling was so nice and basically the rest of my line I completely forgot 
um, I failed, I bailed a couple of times, but uh, that feeling was completely so nice. And because um, this was the reason that like, yeah, maybe um, I couldn't do anything. Yeah, I got the finals, but like during the finals, I couldn't get any place, but I didn't, I didn't um, do it to to get the first place. I wanted to do it just because to get some experience that gonna help me in the future. And basically that was my first or like second roof gap ever in my life. And after that, I unlocked a lot of challenge <laughs> in my <laughs> life. And which is like, I, which is like, that was the one of the best thing that I've ever done in my life. Again, is like not playing for competition, but playing for the experience that give me uh, more stuff, giving me more, um, how do you say, benefit in the future. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah, that's crazy. I mean, yeah, like just I have that picture in my mind still. That's that's pretty crazy. Like you explained it, it was like the second one that you ever did and then doing that, yeah. you know, in the competition. But I guess that goes back to as well what you said before that you're not training for the placement in the competition. You're training for, yeah. you know, like the growth and the development of yourself and and your skills. Mm-hmm. So that makes that makes yeah. a total sense. Yeah. That's super yeah. cool. How how high is Thank that you. as well? Like, I'm just curious. <laughs> um, uh, from the ground. Um, actually, I'm really bad at the height stuff, but okay. uh, I can say maybe <laughs> six meter. Uh, six meter and probably like five meter uh, distance and six or seven meter from the ground, maybe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah, that's super cool. Really, that's super Thanks. cool. Yeah, and I wanted to ask as well, you know, because obviously like parkour is a very like physical sport, like you do a lot of things that, you know, puts pressure on, you know, your body and maybe like your mind as well. So it requires really like a fearless attitude. How would you say that you deal with kind of like this mental part of parkour and, you know, the mm-hmm. fear that might come with, with doing these jumps? Yeah, um, actually, I think this is my favorite question. Okay. I really love answering <laughs> that kind of stuff um one of my favorite questions because i really love talking about mental challenges or like overcoming fear that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. um i think i can say that like fearless attitude is not exist i think everybody has fear i have fear i'm still um doing it with my fear but i learned how to how to accept my fear I think this is the key this is the key point that like when you want to do something I think everything of course everything is coming with more practice uh, more experience but uh, I think when you accept that your fear is exist I think everything is getting easier because this is a time that like you start or like you learning how to overcome your fear but while overcoming fear is not that you doing it without any fear it's just fear still exists it's just you know how to control it i think that's why i really love parkour just because it's giving me that feeling that my mind is working with my body together i think this is this is really cool i find really cool about parkour i think the best thing best thing really i like about parkour is this like how you work with your mind and your body together okay okay so Mm -hmm. if you still like 
feel fear you know like today as well when you do different things in parkour how do you like what are your best like ways to kind of overcome it and push yourself to mm-hmm. do something even if you feel a bit scared beforehand mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um i think like um everything is coming with the confidence i think um you need to you need to be the confidence to to achieve something or like execute something really well but i think as as we say that like which is coming with more more practice and the more practice you do i think the more you learn how to overcome your fear but i can say the breathe is really important like breathe relax and like just focus on what you need to do and just believe in yourself i think just have fun really okay (laughs) your your mind and your body is doing the rest (laughs) okay so have you ever worked with someone who specializes in like you know Uh, mental coaching or stuff like that or is this all stuff Mm -hmm. that you've learned to deal with yourself like from experience as well and like you said like building confidence um i never really work with someone like that but um yeah basically like i learned some stuff um during my practice or like um from my fans um who has more experience than me doing parkour or like um some books about like mental health and stuff Mm -hmm. i think there, everything has just made me like think about or like came with that conclusion that like okay I learned this 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 everything is just helping me to like and overcome fear or like I don't know working on my my fear or that kind of stuff I think everything is just I don't know together yeah it goes well together mm-hmm. like you said yeah <laughs> Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. And I read as well that you used to like listen to music a lot when you were practicing. Is that mm-hmm. something you still do today that like helps you as well with the fear aspect? Um, I think like I can say that when I first started training, I was more um, getting motivated with music okay. and like music was just helping me to get uh, that that um, state, that uh, zone that um, I can overcome some jumps or I can overcome my fear um, but right now I think I can say that, that I'm only like listening to music to give me some vibes not to overcome my fear I think right now I can do it without music I think like also I prefer doing it without music because okay. I think it's just it's just helping me to focus on myself more like without music mm-hmm. okay so is that something you think like it helped you more in the beginning and as you've grown and as you become more like experienced within parkour it's easier to chat like channel that within yourself rather than yeah. getting the music yeah mm-hmm. okay so, so true okay yeah. that makes sense for sure and on like a more everyday basis like what does a training day look like for you i mean how many hours do you spend training like what is the structure of it mm-hmm. i think it's just so different um during summer and during winter I think um, winter is like training is like completely depends the weather, especially um, right now I'm in England. So um, during winter it's raining most of the time. Uh, But like um, I can say that uh, training generally takes like three, four hours uh, and sometimes like maybe two, as I say, like depends how my body feeling, depends how is the weather or like depends sometimes we got get kicked off from the sports easily so okay <laughs> uh, who knows <laughs> everything is just really random but yeah i can say that um like waking up having breakfast and then going out training 
and if it's summer or like if the weather is good probably like spending all my day outside jumping on walls just changing different sports and then uh, when the sun sets um, I got home and I had dinner basically that's it that's my day <laughs> okay and has that kind of changed as well like from when you first started parkour to now like the structure and like how you how you practice um i think yeah i think also like uh completely it depends where you train for example if you train in turkey or if you train in in england is completely different mm-hmm. than each other because like the sports are different um that say weather is different uh but like yeah before when i first i think started training i was like seriously like going out at 9am and then coming home at 9pm it's like i was outside whole day but of course like i think i had the younger body but right now <laughs> i more <laughs> prefer just like uh just the um, three or four hours instead whole day and then just doing the jumps that what i want to do just get the jumps done and just go home and rest Okay, yeah, so it has changed a bit, maybe, like you said, with the age and the body as well. I don't know how yeah. much that plays into it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, a little bit, yeah. Yeah, okay, okay. And you spoke a bit before as well that, you know, you said it's difficult with competition because you can't really, like, judge art, right? So yeah, looking at parkour, I mean, do you consider it being, like, an art form, like a way of expressing yourself? Um, I think yeah, it's, I can say that parkour is definitely art because, like, everybody can express themselves like like yeah it sounds a little bit different like jumping on walls how you can express yourself right but like i think the way that how you use your use the support or like use your movement i think just they all make it make parkour um as an art and yeah i think parkour is really cool art i can say yeah Okay, okay. No, but street that... art, kind of. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but absolutely. And I mean, yeah. would you say then that in order to do parkour, do you need to be like a very creative person? Or like what role does creativity play in parkour? Mm-hmm. Um, actually, I don't, I don't really say that. Like to be able to parkour athlete, you need to be creative because um, you can also learn how to be creative. I think everything is about the learning. Like uh, I don't really... Um, say that like if you're not creative you can't be a parkour athlete this is completely wrong i think like everything is just the learning mm-hmm. um but yeah i think the creativity is a is a really important part of parkour because like i think what uh makes parkour is is just uh it's just a creativity it's just the art it's just like you can do whatever you want you have no restriction i think this is really cool that like you can just do your stuff do your movement do your I don't use what which wall you would like to use okay. <laughs> and just the rest is just yeah just all about the creativity really yeah and is that something you think that you had a bit already coming from like break dancing before like the creativity part of it or is it something that you kind of learned as you started doing parkour as well um yeah i can definitely say that i also learned uh, some part of it when i'm doing parkour but like after i started parkour but um i think when I was a kid, I was more into kind of sport that like, which requires a little bit creativity, as like break dancing, ice skating. To be honest, I really enjoy like ball, like sports with ball. Uh, I don't know, maybe like you need to restrict like 
some rules I never really get into it that, okay. that kind of sport <laughs> I think maybe that's why I really love parkour as well because parkour is also like one of one of that kind of sport that like you don't really need rules and like all about really creativity and fundamentals and stuff okay so it's it is something that you've kind of had with you though since you were a bit yeah. younger that creative yeah I think so side of it yeah yeah okay okay no but that's that's super cool absolutely and you said before too that you know you're not really training for competitions and like awards and stuff and accomplishments for you are rather like you know um, maybe overcoming that fear like doing new things like growing as a parkour athlete and I think it's quite interesting to understand kind of like what success looks like for you because it's easy for people mm -hmm. to say then from the outside okay you won this competition that's like being successful but how do you yeah. measure like success in your life and your career because if you're constantly like trying to grow how are you able to feel successful like when do you feel yeah. okay i'm successful with what i'm doing mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um i think i never really say that as as i said it before is like yeah this competition was my biggest achievement i think i i never really say like that because like i never really train for competitions but like um success success for me I think when I overcome my fear and like when I've done something really technical or like um, basically when I did something that uh, um, helped me to push my physical and mental level um, a little bit further I think I can count it as a, as a su succeed yeah yeah succeed mm. okay okay so it's more something that's like ongoing like that you succeed every time that you feel like you're pushing yourself like beyond your previous yeah. limits kind yeah. of okay yeah mm -hmm. okay absolutely okay okay <laughs> perfect and something else that i wanted to speak about as well which i think is super cool is that in 2019 you became the first female parkour athlete with uh, red bull and yeah. um i wanted to ask first what that means to you you know like being part of the red bull family because we know that red bull is you know um, rather big within many of like the more extreme sports that we have yeah um i think sp especially if you're doing parkour which is like we said about it like um parkour is is a really new sport in the world and like um not like football or like not like volleyball they're getting a lot of support unfortunately mm -hmm. and especially if you do parkour in turkey which is like basically you have no support at all uh, or like any opportunities at all. Um, so I think like joining the Red Bull and like getting the Red Bull sponsorship was really helpful for me. It's like because they like Red Bull is basically like one of the biggest companies um, just su um, supporting athletes in like extreme sports or like any other sports. And like... Um, getting um getting getting the rebel sponsorship was uh helped me a lot for for my sport to grow it in a better way and right now i'm doing it as a professional which is like i'm just spending my time while training which is i think basically this is what you need to be able to get better get get mm -hmm. better at anything like you just need to spend your hours days like years while doing it and just basically rebel is just helping me to do it that's I think awesome. helping my dream yeah helping my dream happen 
Yeah, yeah, that's so cool for sure. And also, I wanted to say being, you know, the first female parkour athlete with Red Bull. True. Yeah, how important is that as well for you to be able to, you know, shine a light on like women in parkour and maybe encouraging more women to also try parkour? Yeah, I think it was it was really it's still it's really important thing because like unfortunately like parkour is something that like more male dominated sport you can't really see a lot of women doing it as I think not only for parkour but like for other some kind of sports that like um which is male dominated mostly I think it's really cool to see like one of the really biggest companies just supporting a woman doing doing like parkour is just really it's just really cool to see because like I think I always like really proud of if I see any woman get support and like I feel like oh okay yeah we are going in a good way like the world is going in a good way I think this is this was really cool and I'm really happy with that opportunity yeah yeah for sure no that is super cool and it's true that like what you say because obviously if more you know companies like Red Bull for example are helping to encourage uh, someone like you to continue and be able to do it professionally that's definitely gonna mm -hmm. encourage other women as well to do something similar so yeah, yeah. that's uh, that's super cool absolutely and something else as well obviously you've had a lot of good things like going your way since you started doing parkour like you said like this continuous growth and getting better as a parkour athlete but what are some of like the challenges that you've had to encounter throughout this journey and like how did you overcome them as well? Um, I think I can start from the beginning. Um, as I say, like I started parkour in Turkey and um, when I first started, um, there was nobody doing um, parkour in my city. Um, unfortunately, like there were some people, but like they um, quit parkour as soon as after I start, and like um, there was there was really nobody really training, and then um, I was just watching YouTube and YouTube videos, YouTube tutorials, and like Instagram videos, and like I don't know, trying to just learn the fundamentals and like just get get better at it. But back then, I didn't know really much English, English, and like. It was so hard for me to understand the tutorials. And then after that, I decided to learn in English. And then I decided to like travel Europe, which is not, wasn't really easy as a like, I don't know, being a Turkish. And um, yeah, basically like after I traveled to Europe, basically I just learned a lot of things like about parkour, all the fundamentals and like a lot of stuff that really have, was really helpful for me to, to get better at it and um, also maybe like um, the injury is also like really a, a really big part of like my struggle because like it's like injuries are always always really hard if you're doing doing a sport um, but like all the injuries like back then uh, came from my um, my mistakes like I did some mistakes like probably because of like I didn't have much knowledge about the movements that's why like um, I got injured but right now I'm taking it more serious and like doing like I'm not doing anything really stupid maybe or silly okay. is like to get injured okay. <laughs> at least I'm trying and um, yeah um, I think apart from the injury I think I can say that like before making or being 
a professional athlete, I think like earning money was a little bit hard because I think I used to um, studying engineering when I first started parkour. But after I discovered parkour, I was like, oh, wait, I, I just I don't want to study engineering anymore. I'll just like I just don't want to do it. But like back then, I was just doing parkour for a year and like um, I quit my uni and um, I just basically I just want to do parkour. I just yeah, I just want to travel the world. And then I decided to study sports science and then I went to Erasmus in Spain in Barcelona and then, and then basically this is the time for me, I really improved my parkour. It was, it, I can say that it was the best thing, quitting my uni and then going to another uni and like studying sports, sports science and like doing Erasmus, I think is, is just the best thing for me to do in this life. No doubt. Okay. <laughs> so it really helped you maybe because I can imagine that was difficult, like, um, studying like you said first at uni and then trying to do parkour at the same time you needed maybe something that gave you more time to focus on parkour as well yeah I think like the time was was I yeah to be able to do parkour I just needed this time I just needed to train every day and like yeah while studying engineering this is another thing completely this is this is really hard and also like I also wanted to learn more about parkour but like in Turkey it was really hard and like there was no opportunities and this is like I thought about okay what happened if I go to Europe <laughs> and just learn parkour and this is how it happened yeah okay okay and did you ever like during this time like when you had difficulties with maybe like injuries and everything like that did you consider like giving up on parkour or have you never thought that since you started <laughs> actually I, yeah I never really thought about giving up parkour because like parkour is always I really enjoyed and I I don't know this is this is something that helped me to grow, grow really it's like as personality as well I think parkour gave me a lot than just just the physical ability just just more than movement I guess I can say that okay okay that's awesome mm -hmm. yeah because you never know sometimes you know like you said before the mental part and everything that can be difficult to handle as well when you get injured I guess to you know be able to push yeah. through and yeah continue yeah so true I think the injuries are are just a lot of people just giving up parkour or like probably the other sport just because of injuries. Injuries are really, um, yeah, depends injury, but like some of them are getting really um, bad and like, yeah, it's really hard. It's, it's a hard part of, I think, I don't know, doing sport, I can say. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That makes sense for sure. So um, you mentioned there in the beginning um, that you met someone really famous and that's because with parkour you also got the opportunity to do a bit of acting um, and you yes. were yeah you were actually nominated <laughs> to um, a stunt award like a Taurus World Stunt Award for the work that you did in the movie Underground 6 which came out in 2019 so what was this experience like being able to do stunts in a movie? I think it was the one of the craziest experience I've ever had because this was basically my first time ever get job with parkour so and I think like first job ever in my life and working with Michael Bay it was seriously like not easy at all um, we were working with um, Storer which is um, UK-based um, parkour um, team 
and uh, basically like Michael Bay reaching out to Storer and then also like um, Michael Bay wants Storer into into movie and then uh, but they needed another female athlete and then Storer is just um, asking a bunch of females and like talking to them and then I got the job and then uh, we start working together and this is also my first time um, meeting Storer as well which is like I think Storer one of the one of my best I don't know maybe inspirations in parkour I can say and it was also pretty cool like being with them doing parkour in a movie it was like I don't know it was like a dream at first <laughs> and then of course uh, but like I, I thought like I got the movie just because I thought I'm just gonna do parkour only like just running on the roof you know just jumping on walls mm-hmm. and stuff but then um, one day in the morning we start shooting and then they told me that I had to act and I was like what nobody really told me this about and then um, Michael Bay came and <laughs> Michael Bay was like get his camera and then told me to talk and I'm like um you didn't tell me what to say I was like I have no idea what to say right now <laughs> and then like people was telling me that yeah you need to say this 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 and like but like I've never really act in Turkish and they want me to act in English which is I've I completely have no idea it was like I don't know it was really hard because like there were a lot of people watching me Michael Bay was in front of me just with his camera it's just like that close and he was just basically telling me to act and I'm like oh my god this is getting really embarrassing I'm like I'm I'm just I just want to leave this place right now I just this is not this is not something that I can do but like it probably it took like 20 30 minutes Basically, mm-hmm. I just need to say one sentence. Yeah, it's not like a big deal. It's just one sentence. But it was for me, it was really hard. And um, but um, it was all right at the end, at the end. But I think at first I was getting really, I don't know, my, my, <laughs> my face was getting red. Yeah. I was like getting really shy. And yeah, but Michael Bay was quite like kind and like helpful, was trying to motivate me. Yeah, do it, do it this 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 you can do better yeah getting better getting better and basically he was really kind and supportive and I was like oh, okay here we go we are doing it yeah <laughs> it was really fun it was it was completely like you know like I had been doing parkour um for like three years back then when the movie um we were shooting the movie and like working with Storo which is one of the best parkour team in the world working with Michael Bay one of the best director in the world is like this is really good opportunity for me is like I learned a lot yeah during the shootings during for like for six underground um mentally physically and like I don't know I learned a lot of stuff basically that was a good experience <laughs> yeah that's so cool and I saw as well that apart from what you mentioned like Stora and Michael Bay there was also like a lot of people who work in a lot of other movies when it comes to stunts and stuff like that who work with actors who do different types of stunts or uh, performers to do stunts so that must have been so cool just like being around everyone there and yeah like you said maybe a bit nerve-wracking yeah. when they ask you to act and you had no idea until the same morning yeah but... I had no idea it's like, 
Yeah, I, I was like, um, first I got the job and they asked me like, have you ever experienced, like, have you, have you ever had, had an experience about acting? And I'm like, nope, I've never really done it before. And they were like, mm, that's all right. It's going to be all right. And I'm like, okay. Like, okay. And then, yeah. yeah, I didn't know I need to act. So it was, that's yeah, cool. it was quite cool. It was, it was a good experience. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And did you ever like imagine before when you started parkour that one day you would be able to do that, like in a movie? No way. I was like, I, as I told you, like, I think three years ago, I wasn't even professional. It, it was my, basically the first job ever. So, um, it's like, I have been doing park on the three years. I just came here to do a, like movie. It's like, what's going on? It's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah it was, it was, it was really cool. Yeah. I'm really happy with the opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. I can imagine for sure. I mean, that's super cool, but how was that like physically as well doing, you know, the work because I can imagine it's a bit different when you're doing it on set because you have people who tell you to do it maybe over and over so was it more like physically tiring maybe having to repeat different things in a way that I don't know if you do that the same way when you like train mm -hmm. yeah I think physically it was really hard as like um I don't know we have been doing like um sprint hill for like 15 times and like why are you sprinting hill you just jumping on walls as well it was really, it was seriously really hard. Like we starting at probably, I don't know, 8 a.m. Or maybe, I don't know, maybe some sometimes earlier. And then we were in the set um, till, I don't know, 10 sometimes, 11. It's like, um, it was seriously, it was physically really hard. But also I think that um, also thought, um, taught me that like just being stronger probably <laughs> so this is a good part um yeah it was really fun so you want to do more movies in the future if you get the opportunity <laughs> yeah i would like to do i would like to do but also to be honest it was like we have been in the set for like i don't know almost every day and probably right now um i wouldn't like to work that much because okay. i would like to more like um spend my time while training outside um, instead of doing movies but maybe in the future um, I don't know who knows yeah okay so we'll see what happens <laughs> yeah we'll see yeah and also because I saw like you know both on YouTube and on Instagram you do quite a lot of videos um, by yourself as mm -hmm. well and you mentioned Storer mm -hmm. I saw that you've been you know working a bit with them training with them um, so this whole like you know video and filmmaking is that something that you're interested in as well even if it's not like in a movie setting uh, but creating the videos for yourself yeah, actually, when I first started parkour, I was always like capturing my training. I always really like filming my fans, like what we're up to, like doing some, I don't know, really weird stuff, filming some weird stuff, people. Like, also, like me, I think I'm using YouTube and Instagram more like documenting my training and like a diary like about my training i really i really like to see like sometimes i'm just scrolling down my instagram going four years ago and like seeing the jumps that i've done and i'm like oh, okay that was cool that was that was sick and then just basically like seeing my mistake or like looking at the best that i can improve and stuff it's always so helpful and i always really enjoy doing doing really um, making videos Okay, so it's also more for yourself, like you said, kind of like a diary, like yes. documenting it, your progress. And but stuff. also, I think I can say that like 
how using Instagram and YouTube also I think also really good to inspire other people as well. I think that's why like a lot of parkour athletes that using that social media pro- platforms just to inspire other people. I think like I can't really imagine if there is no YouTube and Instagram and like I can't imagine how the parkour is gonna be like. It's like I don't know. It's really hard to really judge because or like um yeah thing because um we all learned a lot of stuff from instagram from youtube it's like everybody was inspiring each other and this is i think how parkour become right now mm-hmm. and that's kind of how you started as well you said right like watching like some tutorials and stuff to learn in the beginning so yes yes, yes. Mm-hmm. and like you said now it's obviously like an important way to inspire other people and you now being a professional parkour athlete and also having like a following on Instagram and on YouTube, what are some of the things that you hope that people who look up to you and follow you that you hope that they can learn from like what you're doing or in which ways do you hope that you can inspire them? Mm-hmm. Um, I think I always would like to inspire them as like, if, if you have a dream, just follow your dream and like, yeah, you need to train hard for this, you need to work hard for this, but like um, nothing really um, can change your mind or like um, as soon as if you follow your dream, as soon as like you just be dedicated or like um, be sure be sure on yourself, I think it's, it's just um, everything and you just um, probably... Um, like never give up and you're gonna achieve your dream i guess i can say that's awesome if it makes sense <laughs> yeah it does of course and like we said before just you documenting everything and putting it out there um is already a way of inspiring others you know like just doing what you love and like you said growing and going for your dreams it's a way of showing others that they can do it as well so yes yeah, definitely mm-hmm. and um looking at the future what are kind of like your goals like both short term and long term what are some things that you know you're working towards or what is it that motivates you to to keep going um yeah i think like with the short term and like i have a lot of goals (laughs) it's like um (laughs) but they're all different of course like and they're all motivating me to keep going um with the short term goals i guess like i have a big list of my in my in my phone and like there are a lot of jumps written from all over the world is like for example in spain um in in um barcelona there are a lot of jumps i would like to do and like it's just it's just reaching like every jump from from all over the world and like um trying to get them done is like every time when i've done one of the jump i'm just ticking and then just deleting next and i think this is my short term goal goals which is like motivating me to travel a little bit and like Mm -hmm. i don't know just pushing myself a bit more i think with the long term uh goals are more like i think inspiring people uh i can say and like pushing my limit as i say like physically and mentally as much as i can and also while doing this just i would like to inspire people especially women um yeah and that would be really cool if if I can inspire some people. 
Yeah, that's great for sure. And I'm sure that you are doing that already, like I said, with everything that you're doing and, and putting up on your social media and everything. So what are kind of like your hopes then for the future of parkour? Like, what do you hope to see, especially like on the female side? Um, I would like to see more athletes, actually, more like um, more women or like any any kid, man doing parkour. And like, I think we need more people doing parkour to to push parkour and like for parkour in the future we need more gyms we need more opportunities i think i can say that like or like the help from government or like um i think we need to understand that or like people need to understand that there's a sport called parkour and people doing it outside as a sport especially when we are training outside is like a lot of people just like telling me to leave it's like um, behaving us badly unfortunately because they see us like oh just a bunch of kids jumping on walls like they're breaking breaking the walls and fences and stuff I think we just need more people to understand this is a sport it's a professional sport and people doing it as a professionally I think this is what we need in the future I hope <laughs> we are gonna see it in the future more yeah so basically like recognizing it as a sport like we said in the beginning yeah. maybe not a lot of people understand what it is um, and don't mm -hmm. really look at it the same way as maybe with other sports. So obviously that's, yeah, that's, that's difficult for sure. Like you said, if you have to deal with people not really understanding what you're doing, or like you said, now with lockdown as well, maybe having the police like telling you, you know, oh, what are you doing? Like having to prove to them yeah. that this is actually like what you do professionally, right? So Yeah, I think what you say that um, recognizing the sport is really important. Um, yeah, but like step by step, we are getting there, I hope. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, we hope so. And just, um, yeah, like talking about it, like talking about parkour, but also you putting all of that out there, like on your profile, like on YouTube, Instagram, everything like that, that definitely helps. And then um, becoming yeah, part true. of the Red Bull family too, uh, with other athletes true. is, I think, a, a big step. So that's yeah, super cool. Yeah, I think so too. Thanks. Yeah, Definitely. <laughs> and have you thought about like, what you want to do later on like I don't know how long you can do parkour like you said before mm -hmm. that obviously you can feel some differences in your body like do you think yeah. about that at all like how long you can keep going or what else you would like to do or is that just something that you don't even pay attention to right now <laughs> well actually like um I don't really think about it much but of course like um I can't do it forever uh but like I think what is like good thing about parkour is like there is no any rules or like there's not anything that you have to do specifically that's why like there are a lot of different styles there are a lot of different like variety that you can do i'm pretty sure when i get 40 50 i can still do parkour maybe not the same intensity maybe i can't get that much impact but i can still do other bits that i'm still gonna have fun and i can still probably push my Maybe not maybe my physical level, but I think I can still push my mental level, even though if I'm at 50. This is my goal, basically. I hope I can do it. Okay. Um, but like, uh, I think apart from it, um, yeah, um, I'm still like, for me, it's like um, when I'm 50, 60, I can still inspire people. Maybe not I'm able to do parkour, but like maybe I can teach parkour or like I can still have people to get into movement, not only parkour, but I think like um, having a healthy body or like healthy mind is so important. So I can still have people um, to achieve their goals, probably. 
Yeah, so still be involved like in the parkour world, of course, but maybe yes. like in a different way. Yeah. Yes, yes. That's cool. Mm-hmm. That makes sense for sure. And I only have one more question that I wanted to ask you. You spoke about about it a bit before, you know, like what you hope to inspire other with. But this podcast is all about, you know, showing that everyone is on their own unique journey, whether you're a professional athlete or not. I mean, you go through like difficult times or uh, better times, everything like that. So if you have just one piece of advice that you would like to tell everyone, regardless if they're doing parkour or something else, but they have big dreams and they want to follow them, what advice would you give them? Um, believe in yourself and never give up your dreams. Probably like when I say this, like this sentence basically like sounds so easy. Yeah, believe in yourself. Like everybody say that, believe in yourself. But like seriously, it's like, you just first believe in yourself because if you don't believe yourself, nobody believe believe in you. Like you need to believe yourself first to achieve your dreams, and then your dreams probably become true. And like of course, while doing it, you need to work hard. It's like <laughs> nothing really come easy. I think like um, we need to also people need to accept that nothing really comes easy. Like everybody needs to work hard for this. Um, yeah, this might be the thing. Believe in yourself, work hard, and um, never give up your dreams. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Absolutely, like you said, but it's easy to say, but it's true too. If you don't believe in yourself, then yeah, nobody else is going to do it for you. So yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Now it's time for a new segment of our podcast. It's a little game that we came up with, but we don't have a name for it yet. So if you have any suggestions, please let us know in the comments. Hope you like it. Okay, so basically um, we've been putting together just some small sentences that are either like a quote from an athlete or it's like um, a sentence from a lyrics from a song. So I figured that I would read it for you and your job is kind of to guess if this is something that an athlete said or if it comes from an actual song. Okay, great. So the first one is, if I die, I am a legend. Oh, song? A song, yes, that's correct. It's actually Mm -hmm. Drake, legend. I don't know if you heard it. Yeah, maybe you recognize it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I didn't know the sentence. Okay, no, it's difficult to know, but I figure too with like extreme sports, like you said before, it's unfortunate, but sometimes maybe some people go with that like kind of approach to it as well. So you never know. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So the second one is I don't play for the record books. Athlete. Athlete. Yeah, that's correct too. Mm -hmm. That's Roger Federer. Actually, he said that. Mm -hmm. Okay. (laughs) The next one is let's get down to business. Oh, that's... That's a hard one, sounds like. Say again? Let's get down to business. Let's get down to business. Athlete? That's actually from a movie as well. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's okay. from uh, Mulan. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, I it's like. Watch it yet. You have it? Okay, yeah, it's from yeah. one of like the. I don't know if it's a soundtrack, but it's from one of those uh, yeah, songs from the movies. So it's pretty okay. cool. Okay. Next one is this opportunity comes once in a lifetime. Athlete. That's actually from a song as well. So it's from Eminem. Oh, okay. Lose yourself. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if you heard it. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. yeah it's a bit difficult. That's the point too, because it's yeah. it's hard to know. It's pretty yeah. cool. Um, the next one is 
I smile a lot, I win a lot, and I'm really sexy. Okay, um, song? That's an athlete, actually. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> from, from, yeah. From who? That's Serena Williams who said that. <laughs> oh, okay. It's pretty cool, pretty cocky. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it's cool. And um, the other one is I spend 90% of my money on women and on drinks. Oh. Um, I would like to be this song, but I'm going for athlete. Yeah, it's actually an athlete. <laughs> it's actually um, an English um, soccer player or football player, however you say it, called George Best. Oh. He played in Manchester yeah. United back in the 70s. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's funny how you say, oh, I, you know, I want it to be a song, but it's probably not. <laughs> Yeah, I, I thought about like it might be a maybe football player or something. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, you thought right. So. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I have a few more. Let's see. I hate to turn up out of the blue unannounced. Um, song? Yes, that's from mm -hmm. Adele, Someone Like You. Oh, yeah. 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 I was like, okay, it sounds a little bit... Like, I know this from somewhere, but like, I don't know really. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, cool. <laughs> yeah, I was like, okay, the way I say it too, it really makes a difference, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true, true. It's difficult. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, um, so life changes very quickly in a very positive way if you let it. Um, song? That's actually from an athlete too. So that's mm -hmm. Lindsay Vaughn who said that. Oh, okay. That was yeah. a really cool one. Yeah, that was a really yeah. cool one. I take things one step at a time. I take this one step at a time. Um, um, it's an athlete? Yes. Ah, that's cool. Pretty. Yeah, it's Simone Biles. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's a cool she's, one. She is so cool, yeah. She's awesome, definitely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I have one more that I'm going to ask yeah. you. Um, well, look at me. I'm coming back again. Ooh, that's a good one. Um, song? Yes, that's a oh, song. Yeah, okay. That's cool. from Elton John, I'm Still Standing. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> that was fun. That was a good one. I mean, you got a lot of them right. I thought that was cool. We tried it like before and it's pretty difficult if you don't know it to know which one. So. I don't know exactly how many you got right, but that was really cool. I'll count it after. <laughs> yeah, it, it was really cool to play. I was like, um, I was more like thinking that, should I say this sentence in my life at all? Or like, yeah, yeah. probably not, probably going for the song. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. That makes sense, though, of course, to compare like with how, yeah. how you would say it. That's cool. We'll probably keep count mm -hmm. and we'll see if you do better than some of the other people that we speak to. <laughs> oh, <okay. Yeah. laughs> Well, thank you so much. You've been, yeah, and it's been super nice to know more about you, your story, everything. I've learned a lot and I, yeah, I, I really, really enjoyed uh, speaking with you. So thank you so much really for, mm -hmm. I for thank coming you. I thank you so much <laughs> for having me. I really enjoyed your questions. It was really fun. Yeah, um, that was really nice time. Perfect. Thank you so much. Thank mm -hmm. you. <laughs> I thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you like our podcast, don't forget to subscribe and give us five stars. It really means a lot to us. You can find all the links to Asal's social media in the description below. For more information about us and the podcast, follow us on Instagram at easypodcast underscore. 
And to help us in making this podcast even better, become a patron at patreon.com slash empowermentcourage. Thank you so much for your ongoing support. See you next week.